Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about how to help your teen make wise choices. Let's hear what they have to say. Today, we're going to help our teens make some wise choices. Mark, did you make wise choices when you were a teenager? Uh, No, I didn't. Um, But you know what? I had a dad that let me make choices and I ended up falling on my face so, you so much. So you learn from those unwise that I learned choices. From yeah. those. And I think one of the biggest problems we have today is that parents are not letting their kids make choices because they're fearful of them falling flat on their face because we have to protect our kids all the time. So and we manage their lives for them? Yeah, just a little bit too much. And so by doing that, we're really not preparing them for the next stage of life. We call them super parents or helicopter parents or... Or parents that need to get a life outside of their kids. I mean, and I say that because some parents are so involved in the life of their kids, they don't move on and get a life of their own. You know, and I tell parents all the time, your kids will leave home one day. Your kids, your daughters will give up your name and take on somebody else's name. Your sons will marry and move to another place. And so you can't build all of your life around them. You've got to be helping them move to the next stage of life to be able to walk competently through it and to train them in such a way that it has more to do about discernment than about protection. This lady writes and says, my daughter is displaying a marked change from what the normal has been. Sleeping too long, lack of motivation, moody, switches between angry and aggressive, depressed to happy, uh, about some things sad, without about making mistakes, has become increasingly disrespectful, dishonest, disobedient, still veiling some feelings and trying to cover up attitudes, increased disregard for feelings of others and their possessions. And she writes in bold in capitals here, lately she has shown that she is determined to be with peers who are obviously leading a lifestyle counter to my beliefs, and my daughter is buying into their destructive behavior and attitudes. Right. You know, and so now we come to a point where we go, okay, how do I counter that? Well, the tendency is to say, well, protect them more, eliminate them from other people, keep them from associating with everybody else. We don't want them hanging out with the bad kids. And I'm going, that's not the answer. What you've done is protected them for just a moment. And the minute that you let them go, they're going to be walking out the front door and doing what you've been trying to keep them from unless you help them learn how to discern what to do. And most of that, you've got to give them the opportunity. You'd let them start developing responsibility so they can make some choices and you've got to quit making those for them. I mean, every choice that you make for them is one less opportunity they have to develop their choice maker into a mature way of thinking that's going to help them in the days ahead. You're kind of rearranging the thinking of some parents here today who think, well, if I'm going to be a responsible parent, I've got to, I've got to make those choices and make sure they make the right choices and never make a mistake. That's right. But, but we've never been faced with the problem that kids are so immature. I mean, remember, the American Medical Association has increased the age of adolescence to age 23. So what that means is I need to help them become more mature. Well, maturity comes from the assumption and fulfillment of responsibility. Which means 
It entails making choices. Mm -hmm. You've got to get your kids to buy into the process, and that's by giving them control and saying, hey, I want you to make some choices on this. Well, what do you think I ought to do? Don't answer that. The minute you answer that, you're giving them the decision. Let them learn how to make the decision. Well, what if I've been one of these uh, helicopter or super parents, and suddenly I'm going to change now, and now I'm going to now I'm going to put the the onus on them to. That's right. You know what? You your child has a birthday coming up. I don't care when it. Maybe you know, 11 months and 30 days away, <laughs> but they have a birthday coming up. And what you say is on your next birthday. This is what I want you to take control of. This is what I want to stop doing. These are the things I would like you to assume responsibility for. And if it's not birthday, then make up something. Sure. You know, You're on, the parent. You can make that's it That's right. On Mother's Day, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. On Father's Day. And it can be as simple as, hey, from this point on... You're doing your own laundry. That's right. And it because do it on 4th of July, Independence Day. <laughs> I want to move you to more independence. So on July 4th, we're going to set off fireworks and celebrate you becoming more independent. Now, you don't do this to a six-year-old, <laughs> but you can do this to a 16-year-old, yeah. to a 15-year-old. I want you to do your own laundry now. I'll help you do that. You know what? I'm going to take all the money that I spend on you during the month and put it into a checking account and let you start making decisions. Good idea. You need to make the payments. And you know what? And if you blow all the money on that $400 pair of jeans, rather than paying for school and paying for gas and all these other things, I'm not going to bail you Suffer out. Suffer the consequences. That's right. You can walk to school or you can wear those jeans to school every day, <laughs> and I'm not going to wash your laundry. You know, and if you stink, it's going to be your girlfriend that tells you or your boyfriend that tells you it's not my deal. Well, you're a hard nose. Well, I'm hard nose because I want them to mature. I want them to grow up. I want them to start learning how to make decisions because this world is so full of tough decisions and it's got such great consequences that are tied to those choices. I want them to make decisions and I want to make them well and I want to have the opportunity to share truth with them while they're in the process of making those decisions. I'm not going to be with them when they leave home. I will not be around, and we don't communicate well just by phone or text or email. You know, I need to have that one-on-one, face-to-face presence with them while they're making decisions to guide and direct them through that turbulent time, I think, at the beginning, and then the time when they're making wise choices to applaud them and to be their biggest fan. I can think of many times when I was trying to take the sting out of the consequences for them. Probably wasn't serving my kids well, was it? No, no. You know, Scripture says that if you rescue an angry man once, you just have to rescue him again. (laughs) And so the same way with an immature kid. You know, you rescue him, you're just going to have to go back and go back and go back. And mom and and dad have to be together on this strategy, too. They do. They do. You know, but I think there's another part of this too, Wayne, that, that's so important. I think a lot of the times that, that parents are somewhat fearful of, of giving the child the reins in their life and giving them control is they really don't trust what they've already taught their kids. Mm. I mean, they've, they've spent all these times watching every VeggieTale movie, reading every Odyssey book, <laughs> going to church 10 times a week, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> Bible studies, young life, campus life, whose life, his life, you know. sending them to camp during the summers. They've done all that. And there's been all these seeds planted. Well, somewhere you got to let it grow and you let it grow by giving it exposure to heat, to water, 
to other things that happen in life that that cultivate that ground and allow it to move on. And so the first thing, I mean, is you've got to trust what you've taught them does work because God says that it will. Great point. And when we have this Independence Day celebration, <laughs> don't go back. Don't waffle on it. That's huh? right. That's right. You know, at that point, you've got to, tr- I mean, this, and that's almost my second point. You've got to trust that God's going to be involved in your life. It's almost like we're not trusting what we've taught them when we've taught those principles. Those principles are true. But the flip side of it is we really don't trust that God's involved in their life. I need to trust both of those things so that I can move my child to a great place. Every parent thinks they're ready. You made it through the first 12 years after all. But then your child becomes a teenager, and all of a sudden, it's like the parenting rules changed and nobody told you what they are. Your kids completely change their interests, hobbies, appearance, vocabulary, and even their priorities and values. Some parents try to power through, continuing to parent their 16-year-old the same way they parented their 12-year-old. That plan is doomed to failure. Your child is too valuable to fail them now. That's why Mark Gregson wrote Tough Guys and Drama Queens to help parents understand the changing world of today's teens and how parents can meet the unique challenges facing their children this day and age. Tough Guys and Drama Queens is both a hard-hitting look at what makes modern teens different from any generation that's come before, and practical advice to help parents overcome today's hurdles and retain a relationship with their teens that will last into their adult years. With spiritual truth, practical insights, and proven techniques, Tough Guys and Drama Queens is a book that belongs in every parent's library. Get your copy at parentingteenresources.org. You hear me saying a couple of things, but one is give control to your child. But you've got to make sure that you have the rules and consequences lined out because you let the consequences correct your child. That way it's not me. Yeah, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. You've laid a foundation Absolutely. There. You know, because I think kids always get the, the way that something's run along with the relationship mixed up. I want them to know I love them, but there's consequences. It's two separate things where they can see the difference so that every time that they pay a consequence for something, they don't think it's me doing it to them. I think we have time for this email, Mark, and then your response. Uh, This parent says, we have a 17-year-old son who is drinking alcohol. He's indicated he does not intend to stop. We're not in crisis yet. However, things have escalated. He'll be a senior this year. We still communicate with him. However, he denies everything. We found much evidence hidden in his home. He is restless. We are worried. Can you help? Yeah, you know, I mean, they're in that, that... gray zone where a child is moving to independency and it's saying, you know, if he's going to be a senior, he's 17, 18 years old and he's ready to move on. And so the good side of this is that he's becoming independent and he wants to make choices on his own. I mean, I, I don't deny that for a child, but the other part of it is the child saying, you know, he's being irresponsible saying, I don't have to listen to you. You're not going to tell me what to do. I don't have a problem. That's right. And I go, that's childish, immature thinking. So I would say, okay, But I'm not going to pay for the car anymore because if you're drinking, you're going to be drinking and driving, and I'm not going to let you kill yourself. Matter of fact, I'm not paying for insurance. Matter of fact, you can take the bus. Matter of fact, you can walk to school now or get a ride with your friends. You have to line out the consequences for the inappropriate behavior so that when you see it begin to happen, so when you see it begin to happen, 
the child knows what the consequences are and let that be the correction so that you can love them through it. Let consequences move them in that good direction. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.